good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to the Majestic, episode 261 of the Material Podcast, whereupon I am Andy Anatko, and I bet you can guess who, who otherwise we are, but I'll let her speak to her for herself. I was going to I was going to say some celebrity, but you know, I'm just Florence Lyon. I was I was going to try and do like an impression uh, of Charo, but then I realized that's like not <laughs> for fans of the love boat circa 1977, 78. OK, I just FYI, I was on a flight with her once. It was Southwest Airlines. And I just want to appreciate that Charo is a woman of the people. OK, <laughs> she's with us on Southwest. Granted, she was in the A row, which is the very front row. That's the row that you have to pay extra money for, which my plebeian self does not do because Listen, that $40 could go somewhere else. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Just saying. In this economy, honey, uh, not that I'm going to be on an airplane anytime soon. Of course. So, which, you know, is making me think, like, what are we going to do this summer? I don't know. I am really just aching to do something. Just feeling like it's summer. I don't even care if we go to like a nearby redwood tree and just camp underneath it for a week. <laughs> I feel like that would be just enough for this. Um, it, so everybody knows Andy was making me very jealous yesterday because he was at the beach and he was sending me pictures of his feet in the water, which I, I haven't done in a long time because they closed our beach. Yeah. It's see the <laughs> it's I, I, I find myself like, I, I hate the, I hate that I'm that person who like, I'm, I'm a mile away from the town beach, which means that uh, we're asked where I was living before I used to live just 30 minutes outside of Boston, but it meant that once a year I would, I would plan and make a special trick right. to Cape, trip to Cape Cod where I would do it all in one day. I'd go to the beach in South Dennis. I would go to the cream and cone uh, and get fried clams and an ice cream. Uh, I would go back to the beach for like just waiting rather than swimming. And then I would drive the other 90 minutes back. Now that I'm in a place where like yesterday, um, uh, we had to adjust the schedule because we were both like really, really super busy. I was, uh, I had forced myself out of the office, and Wednesday is my huge office day where it's just like an eighteen-hour day in front of the keyboard. And I said, "Oh, come on! It's it's actually nice outside. It's probably cooler and more comfortable outside than inside." Mm-hmm. I know that you've got the podcast coming up in an hour, but let's at least like go and sit on a bench by the cove, like near the house, and do it there. And then when we decided that eh, let's do it tomorrow instead. It was like, uh, now I'm actually, it's now actually only a half mile walk to the beach and I should walk <laughs> to the beach. Cause sometimes it's like, oh, well, the beach is always there. Right. I can go any day. And I've sort of had to, uh, I've, I've, I've ha- sort of had to create a new house rule for the summer that it's like, no, if it's normally I knock off work for dinner or the, a dinner break around four. Uh, and it's like, okay, if you knock off work, you have to take a walk to the beach and come back again. You don't have to go swimming. You don't have to make a sandcastle. You don't have to like do selfies in front of like, you know, a mermaid sand sculpture, but you do have to walk a mile to the beach. Maybe even take your shoes off and go wading a little bit. So to, after we finish this, I, I, I do have my beach bag prepared. I do have my, my swim trunks on, Good. uh, Good. and I will be doing some immersion that's good. That's good. See, I when I lived in San Francisco, that was one thing I did not do is take advantage of the fact that I lived in the sunset right next to the <laughs> beach. Although our beach is a little bit different. 
uh, in Northern California. It's very cold up here. So this is not what people imagine of California. Like it is not like that up and down the coast. If you want warm beaches, there's a reason Baywatch takes place in Malibu. Okay. (laughs) Because that, that is a little more true to form there, except that when you step, you know, in the beach, you sometimes step into a pocket of oil, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Whereas up here, it's like the sand is very, it's very crunchy. It's not, um, it's not the kind of like, it's not Beverly Hills 90210 Beach Club. Like that's not what's yeah. happening up here. It's it's seagulls and pelicans and lots of like jellyfish <laughs> that are just like washed up and like just uh, the the green stuff. <laughs> A I good algae that, beach. I, yeah, a good algae. <laughs> I mean, really is just it's just yeah. um no, it's it, there are these plants that they're bulbous and when you step on them they oh, pop. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Um I forgot what they're called, but um but see, you do that all bundled up in the summer because it's so cold. You have to go out with your hiking boots on and your two layers, and you know, it's a very different beach experience. Uh anyway, I'm gonna live vicariously through yeah. you. So thank you, Andy. Thank you. I I, I should I should before we move on though I should I should point out that we're, what we're talking about is we're not talking about one of those like Fort Lauderdale spring break beaches. This is like in New England, like in coastal communities, we have the town beach where you can't park your car mm-hmm. unless you get a special right. sticker from the town from the from town hall, which means that even if we were not in the middle of a pandemic, uh, at four o'clock there would be about. <laughs> Forget six feet. There would be about twenty to thirty feet of social distancing at all times. So, there's... yeah, we have we have a small little beach here where I live, but um, it is just it's been closed off because of the pandemic. Because it's a you know they don't want folks going out, and it's a small stretch of beach. But it's uh, now I really just want to go to beach. <laughs> um, before we move on though, I just want to uh say publicly and apologize i know that our posting schedule has been a little like wonky sometimes we post on thursdays sometimes we post on fridays this week we're posting on friday um i appreciate everybody just kind of bearing with us it's been a lot of life change having a child um I mean, that's obvious. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, duh, we know. But (laughs) it really is a lot of like life change that we're all just trying to adjust to right now, on top of also being in the midst of a pandemic. (laughs) Um, So thank you, everyone, for just tuning in week after week and still listening to what we have to say. (laughs) Also, maybe maybe this maybe this will be helpful uh, and also explanatory Um, where fortunately it's not like we are two people with like strict nine to five jobs. And we the reason why we record every Wednesday at from six 30 to no later than eight 15 is because that's the only slot we have available. We're both freelancers, which means that I just don't see the, I just don't see the tactical advantage in saying, well, if we record today, one of us is going to be miserable tonight or tomorrow because we didn't get a chance to get this other thing done. And we had to stay up extra late to, so while while uh, we, we would we would not stretch things into Friday unless there were some sort of a hardware failure, it seems like a very very simple choice to <laughs> when needs I'm doing when the need cross be. right now exactly. by the way because Andy Mercury is still in retrograde so you need to be careful what you say because oh Mercury God. is the planet that rules technology and it's I'm, not a good time right now for tech. I'm not even going to check my biorhythms if that's the situation because I've got enough bad. Oh, speaking speaking of bad news. Uh, 
Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch later. The the watch later playlist in YouTube is broken for uh-huh. me, and I'm upset about it again. With we realize that it's in that box of upset that is things that really don't matter in the long run. I'm acknowledging that. But this is our chance to allow people to live in into it. Okay, this is the hour and whatever change where we get to live in. It's okay to be upset about this thing. Yes. So continue. <laughs> well, I give you well, room. That, I give uh, you go- space. Google is a really big, important company with a lot of resources. And this feature has been working. It's such a simple feature where like I'm on Reddit or I'm browsing the web or I'm on Twitter and someone links to a video that is like, oh, wow, I'm really going to I don't have time to watch it now, but I'll certainly watch it over dinner or yeah. over lunch. You want to make a playlist. You click a button and it, it gets your watch later list. And for mm-hmm. some reason, stuff stopped landing in my watch later list like a couple, a week or two ago. And it's not because uh, I hit like the limit. There is a limit of 5,000 videos per playlist. So <laughs> I don't think you have that many. Well, actually, I did. Because oh. this, is, this is why. OK, but the thing is, what's supposed to happen is that you just get a like a little like triangle hazard uh, red uh, res- response is oh your your playlist is full we can't add that in which case you go Ben and but I, I've got far 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 fewer than five thousand it's down to like thirty five hundred things in there uh, and I don't know I so I had to create a I tried to fix it doing things like okay what if I log out then back in again okay well what if I do this do that the other uh, and uh, the only thing that's that's worked so far to sort of get me that sort of workflow flow back is I'm not kidding. I had to create a playlist called Watch Later. So now <laughs> now I can like go into uh, I can click on it to go into YouTube and then manually add Andy it to my watch. Andy has the same humor as me, yes. by the way, because that's totally something that I have done before. Yes. <laughs> like- <laughs> but but it's but it's it's sort of highlighted a lot of my frustrations with this feature to begin with because. Number one, the fact that I have had I've I have thirty five hundred videos in there, and I have had as many as five thousand points out that uh, the whole point of watch later is that you don't it's not a curated thing. It's just oh, I want to watch this later, and it makes it there's no like natural flow of of, of gravity that says that by the way, after something has been in this playlist for a long time, we are going to assume that you have watched it later or that you've lost all interest in watching it later. So we will either remove it for you or we will move it to like another playlist because there's no reason. We, we don't think that you're going to be watching 3,500 videos later on. No, okay, so number just, one. Sorry, I'm just, I'm on, a, I went to YouTube so I can go like try it out. And now I'm just going down like what's suggested to me. And I'm just like, I'm just shaking my head just to, <laughs> Uh, sorry. There, keep going. Keep going. No, no I'll, 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 I'll wrap it up. And, but the the other thing that was like so obvious that oh well maybe maybe it's because I have forty two hundred videos in there and not and it's close enough. Well, I shouldn't have that. Like, well, I, I'll just use the handy dandy copy all this copy all the stuff in this playlist to a brand new playlist and then delete everything in the then the handy dandy delete everything from the watch later playlist feature and flow neat. Neither one of those features exists. You can't just simply copy a playlist into another playlist, nor can you say, hey, I've, I've just spent two or three hours this evening while, while, uh, while watching a movie going through every one of these like 4,000 videos one by one and, and anything that I really did want to keep, keep moving it into my movies playlist or my comedy playlist or my music playlist. Now I do have like 3,500 videos I don't want to deal with anymore. Google... YouTube, you're you're really not going to make me sit here on my phone and go delete, 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 
delete, delete, delete, delete, delete, delete, delete, delete, and while I slowly go mad, all you can do is auto uh, delete everything you've watched. And again, the thing is, this is where uh, video links go to die. Oftentimes, I have that's thirty five hundred videos of the five thousand yeah. that I have not that I haven't watched, and now yeah. realize I have no interest in. This seems like many problems that Google should be able to solve. Yeah, it just you're bringing up some good points just about like. The- <laughs> It's interesting. We talk about YouTube. I feel like we've been talking about it weekly now. It's just been coming out. I don't even like watch YouTube that much, but it's such a, it's such a, you know, ever present constant on the internet um, that it makes you think about all the little nuances that need to kind of like be fixed about it. And I think overall, one of the biggest problems that YouTube has is a user interface problem. It's just, it's a very messy platform. Yeah. Perhaps, and perhaps it's a little whatever, but I think it's a very messy platform. The minute I go on there, I get very overwhelmed. That's why I only go to YouTube specifically when I have like a specific video that I want to watch, um, of which there are. There's a new 90210 uh, video podcast they're doing on YouTube <laughs> with the original creators, the uh, original writers of the show. You know, I'm still watching, I'm still checking in with some of my beauty gurus because I'm, you know, just personally invested in their lives and and what they're up to. And I'm just thinking about it would be so nice to just have it be a little easier to navigate. It also makes me think about some of the flaws with Gmail. Just because I because when you when you talk about, you know, scrubbing all those old videos that kind of aren't really it's like when you go into your pocket, your reading list, and then you're like, this is stuff from 2012. (laughs) I'm not going to read this anymore. Um, It would just be nice to have a scrub all button like just, you know, just ask me one more time. Like, are you sure you want us to just scrub all this? You know, start from scratch. Ask me three times if you have to, you know. Yeah. Um, that would make it, I think, a little more palatable versus how messy it is now when you go to YouTube.com. And so. and and we're not we're not saying if you work if you are part of the YouTube team, we're not saying that you don't have a lot of problems on your hands, particularly here in twenty twenty. <laughs> what I, all I just, all I'm saying is you that you do have a lot of problems. I just, uh, I bless you. I would like to take you out for a croissant when we can do this again because. <laughs> I feel like you could really use one, but anyway, go on. No, uh, my, I'm. If you, if you're looking for my, uh, my input on this, top priority: get rid of the, the get rid of the the neo Nazis and the white supremacists. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. number one. God. Number two, fix the watch later problem. <laughs> number three, under that. If there are Russians who are trying to interfere with the election, take care of that, but not before you fix my watch later playlist. I, I'll, I'll. I'll Pay attention to see if I'm being influenced by North Koreans or uh, uh, state agents from Iran or Russia. I'll take care of that, at least for me. I really just want my Watch Later playlist back. That's all. (sighs) Every time we do this podcast, my brain just starts running in all sorts of directions. I think this is why. (laughs) Because now I'm thinking, God, you know, one of our bonus episodes should be which, by the way, you can become a member of our podcast at relay.fm slash material. Go sign up for a membership. You support us and the other podcasts on this network. But it just makes me think one of our bonus episodes should be where we just talk about all of the ways the internet is has been like infiltrated. But anyway, that's not here <laughs> or there. Um, Andy, you know, Mercury's still in retrograde. I feel like I feel like it's a great thing I brought that up because what you have brought to the table to talk about today is very much in theme with the fact that technology is just not, is not doing what it's supposed to for us right now. 
Yeah, I mean, th- things have gotten a lot more complicated. This is this was always going to be 2020 turned out to always going to be Andy and Otko's year of the really expensive hardware upgrades, because just as talk about At like, least. yeah, it's <laughs> just just a lot of things that when when I just did like an inventory and realized that, OK, uh, how old is your phone? Uh, it's five years old, Andy. OK, uh, how old is your desktop Mac? That would be eight years old, Andy. Oh, okay. But the notebook is six years old, Andy. And normally my advice to myself and everyone else is don't bother with a hardware upgrade unless the new hardware you're thinking about will either solve problems for you or create opportunities. And unfortunately, all these Mm. things that that I've just mentioned, when I look at what I could be doing if I got uh, new hardware – yeah, that would solve. For, like I was, uh, <laughs> I was scrambling this morning, like the last ten or fifteen minutes before um, I did my NPR show on, in Boston, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like updating like the my my speaker notes, like the the little pieces of data I need to have in front of me because I'm terrible at trying to pull up a name or a, or or, or, a, or a specific number, and mm-hmm. it was like slow as molasses. It was just one of those things where click one thousand one one thousand two L space <laughs> and you know and uh, and like oh man this is so slow and it, uh, the reason why it was so slow because I, I was doing it of course from like the podcasting station here and i had the logitech app in the background that was like giving me a live feed of a 4k video camera and it just could not keep up my cpu could not keep up with that uh so but but things things have gotten a lot more complicated for a bunch of reasons, uh, well, one one part of it has nothing to do with Google. I'm just going to share my pain uh, that uh, I was going to get a my my camera that gives me such pleasure and is like almost like a prescription uh, mental health medication for me. Five years old, still working great. I have no need to upgrade it. But they finally, after two or three upgrades that uh, that I didn't really feel i needed they came up with an upgrade that is so amazing that every time i with every bullet point of every feature that is new to this I hate it when that happens. exactly and it's like okay so remember you know how frustrated i am when i'm shooting roller derby and i can't get that it's so hard to do that uh-huh. that would solve mm-hmm. that problem and yep. oh and you know those times where like you're at a museum and you wind up trying to stand there for like 10 minutes taking like a photo mosaic of a piece of art so you'll have like mm-hmm. a really high resolution copy okay now it can do 60 megapixels without a without a try oh, on and on and on and on right so and so that's it's, it's an olympus camera and yesterday olympus announced that they were uh after three unprofitable years of ma- manufacturing cameras they were selling the camera business to another company which oh. which probably just means that see olympus has two main businesses one is like medical uh medical Mm -hmm. opticals uh optical apparatus and cameras for whatever reason their business plan for the camera division was not working and they decided we're we just don't know what to do but here's a company that can be now 100 percent focused on the camera company camera side of the business so they they now they announced the intention to sell so it's not it's not like it's going to be uh what happened to polaroid where in the 70s, manufacturers of the most exciting and influential cameras in the world. Now it's just a cheap, tatty sticker for a pair of cheap headphones you get at the drugstore. Slash, but, you can buy it in never t-shirt size at H&M. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so that's on my mind as well. But now, so uh, Apple also had their WWDC. And yep. now, 
uh, the thought of, well, maybe I'm going to wait a year before I replace the laptop because I don't know whether I want a Chromebook or a tablet or a Windows notebook or whatever. But I can definitely, uh, the, the, the new Max Minis are definitely what I want for that. And now that Apple has announced that they're switching all of their CPUs, it's like, okay, so I really don't feel like I should buy a new Mac Mini until they've got a Mac Mini with the new CPUs. And as that, as if that weren't enough, the phone problem, I am now super, 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 super tempted by the $400 iPhone SE again because it would allow me to get an Apple Watch. I rolled my eyes in real time. Yeah, <laughs> which I really want. And also, now, th- now, now we'll, get back to, we'll get back to Google, Google News. More, I know that last week we talked about rumors about the, the, yeah. the Pixel 4a. That the last good rumor that we had from a trusted source was that maybe they will announce it and unveil it in mid-July. But just like the Pixel Buds, it was going to be several months after that before they would actually ship it and sell it. Uh, we got There was a new tidbit. Uh, some, a Reddit user spotted a listing uh, on like the website of a French supplier of enterprise technologies. So this would be like a sales chart or, cool. or, or, or product chart. Uh, that implied, if I understand both, if the people who who looked at this understand both French and how much of that is value added tax and whatever, would imply that no, it's not going to be. It's going to be July seventh, not October, and the price is going to be four hundred and fifty dollars or maybe even more. And I'm not, and I, I didn't put this in the show notes to as oh everybody factor this into your thinking. I'm doing this because to underscore the next thing I'm about to say. Google just announced the 4A already. Doesn't matter if you don't doesn't matter if you're not going to ship it for months. You have to tell us that it's coming, when it's coming, when cuz this is an unproductive use of inertia. Okay? Just cuz this is you've got me thinking that well, if I want to upgrade my phone, gosh, the new iPhone that costs 400 bucks is pretty nice and they have a new version of iOS that looks like it's doing some interesting things. Etc. 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 If you had put an a, a Pixel 4a into my hands in March, excuse me, in May or or July, I might have just gone ahead and bought it. Now I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, which is not an unusual thing for me, but this is bad. Yeah, no, it is. It's also just bad, like for Google, because it makes it look like they are not prioritizing this. Yeah. It's not, it, it, rather it makes it look like yeah, it's not a priority for them. The way that the iPhone. SE chose to be a priority for Apple Um, because when you don't have some fanfare around it, you kind of, you already preliminarily like take the wind out of the sails. You know, you're not really, I've used that metaphor by the way, like four times this week, but that's neither here nor there. I really want to go to the beach. Um, Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll send you pictures via Slack. (laughs) Oh, great. Rub it in even more. No, 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 no. no. It'll be be like, it'll be like augmented reality. I'll, I'll do a photo bubble for you. No, no, I'm. Don't worry. I'm. I would love to see your pictures, and I do want your photo bubble. So please send it. Um, I, I, I have to worry. My my legs are even more pasty than they would normally be on a June. Mine are too. It's fine. Inside. It's okay. you know we can we can share pastiness, the shades of pastiness. Um, so it is. I agree with you. It's not productive to not announce it and to make us wait until October when I don't even know what October is going to look like at this point. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what this month would look like months ago. And so it's hard for me to have any sort of expectation or um, I don't know. On my on my end, I just want to say I've been using this one plus eight since late last week. 
after we recorded the podcast, I switched to it. And it's it's such a different experience than what I've been doing with the Pixel. And um, I don't know. I I think this is the year people might be really looking beyond the Pixel. Yeah. So so have you switched, switched, or are you now or is, is it more like a committed month of testing? Uh it's more like a committed months of testing. Okay. Basically, I'm gonna wait until the Android 11 stable. Sure.ness comes out till you know it's stable. Uh, I still have the beta running on the Pixel Three just for testing purposes, um, but it is it's just a, it is a different experience. I, I will talk more about it. I think in the coming weeks when I have a little bit more of like a thesis and a little more of an understanding why it is that it feels so different. And it's not that I'm not familiar with OnePlus's phones or OnePlus's operate you know version of Android. It's just that having it as a daily driver is a thing that I rely on. Yeah. Uh, is different. It's very different than when you're just like reviewing a phone and it's your daily driver because you're reviewing it. Uh, this is just, I'm doing this because I really want to see what this experience is like after devoting myself to the Pixel for so many years because I said I wanted the Google experience. Yeah. Um, just a spoiler alert, still getting the Google experience. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. By the way, <laughs> not not that different. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that at yeah. a later time yeah. you know, when I have a little it's, more to say. It's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to maintain my faith in Pixel, if that makes any sense. I still, I, I actually actively like uh, Google I agree with you. design. And, I agree with you yeah. with that. And, and, Absolutely, and, on that sentiment. And, and the big draw for me is always you'll get the longest stretch of guaranteed updates plus security updates. Plus, I like that they take some interesting chances and the photography is amazing on this. Yeah. Thing. But yeah. it, it is bumming me out that. So, uh, again, WWC this week. So and they've uh, announced uh, iOS 14 and my uh, the iPhone 6 is about as old as my uh, my Pixel version one. And mm-hmm. the new version of the OS will work just fine on it. <laughs> so it's compatible to with a phone that's five years and old. This is why people go to Apple. Yeah. Because yeah. the value there is a lot longer than. And I know that Google committed to offering three years of security updates for the Pixels. But, you know, that's not enough. That's really not yeah. enough for a lot of people. Like, this is just. Um, I, I really want to know what is going on. I want to be a fly on the wall. Well, I want to be a fly on the Zoom call, excuse me, the Google Meet <laughs> calls uh, between the hardware team because I'd like to I'd like to kind of understand what the conversations are are like. Um this is why Apple repeatedly maintains its stance among among the protolariat <laughs> because <laughs> you were talking earlier about like, well, you know, my Mac is starting to feel a little outdated, but I was thinking in my mind when you were saying that, but that's okay because that's, I know Apple will support you. I mean, I've got family members on old Apple hardware that I've passed down and it's still like working for them fine, flawlessly, like no problem. Um, and I, and I'm a little jealous about that because, you know, we we've been talking about feeling it with our Chromebooks. So, <laughs> you know, and that, and that is a fraction of what is running on an, you know, on a Mac OS. So yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of things to take in consideration. I think this summer, a lot of people are going, a lot of tech heads are going to really think about, um, this is a good year to, for, I feel like we were forced to slow down. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, psychologically, we were. Everybody's feeling it. But tech-wise, I feel like we were really, we're really being forced to slow down and, yeah. and consider, you know. And and I might, and this is just an impression on on my my part. This is Sean Connery. I'm ordering in a French restaurant, and I'm, oh, I'm sorry, that was a bad, bad joke, bad joke. I'm sick and I need some soup. <laughs> sorry, that's my Sean Connery joke. Now, anyway. <laughs> I, I see that your chili has one chili bean next to the menu. Now, is would that be spicy or hot? If it's too hot, I'm not going to be interested. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see, but, it, but it's also, it go, kind of goes beyond that, that it's, uh, uh, Google made a huge, huge uh, risk and did something really brave in trying to create a premium brand to compete, not just with iPhone, but also with Samsung. And, but this, they, they launched this line a long time ago, and there are a lot of problems that they should have been able to solve. And you look at the Pixel Buds, which have shipped mm-hmm. with, I'm not. Let's not even talk about the, uh, the the Pixel Three. Let's let's assume that we've forgotten everything that didn't happen this year. Even this year, Pixel Three. Uh, excuse me. The the Pixel Buds ship with huge huge problems that the, that Google has had to apologize for and promise. Don't worry, we're 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 going to be issuing a firmware update in a few weeks so that it won't randomly disconnect while you're trying to use it for its intended mm-hmm. purpose. But in addition, someone I wish I'd written it down, uh, but uh, it was something I saw I think on Twitter or somewhere. Someone mentioned that. Uh, even to the the Pixel Buds have now been out for a while, and they're still uh, available in one color in what one country or two countries. Whereas when Apple or any other or Samsung releases something, it's international and okay. So and one, BTS, one of their phones a big, caught big fire, boy but, band, yeah. gets a you know gets yeah. a version of it. It's so. like you want if you you really want I mean, you want to be play in the major in the major leagues. You have to prove that you can deal with major league pitching, and so far it's like so. This, this is what another. This is another factor that's kind of edging me towards maybe I should switch back to iPhone. Not necessarily uh, when I when I switched from the iPhone to Android, it was uh, explicitly because wow, I no longer real. I don't think the iPhone is relevant to me anymore. But everything every time I test out an Android phone, I hate setting it back because it's totally relevant to what I want to use a phone for. This idea of switching back to iPhone is that I want to give Google a couple of years to find its car keys and regroup and show me that they really know how to plan, ship, and support a top-tier phone. Yeah. And until then, I will. Sp- I won't buy a thousand-dollar iPhone, t- uh, iPhone ten or eleven. I will buy like the budget one. And I will enjoy it for for the idea that hopefully in a couple of years I'll see a new Pixel phone that I'm absolutely enchanted with and I absolutely want to leap for. But it, it bumps me out that something I like <laughs> is like I just don't have a lot. I'm not abandoning you. I'm just giving you some time to yourself <laughs> to collect your thoughts. <sighs> <sighs> should we? Uh, I feel like we should take a break. I think yeah, we should take, take a break. break. We'll be coming back with a, and I, I hope this, I don't think this will be a regular like uh, name plated feature, but uh, act one is often this category. So I named act one after the break, Sundar Pichai's big box of pain. We'll, we'll collect <laughs> all of the things that are painful for Sundar Pichai about alphabet right now into one act. And then we move on back after this. 
This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I think it's fair to say we all want to browse the internet without the rest of the world knowing what you're doing. And yeah, we know about incognito windows, but did you know that even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced? It doesn't matter where you get your internet from, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why you need ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your internet service provider can't see the sites you visit. It's available on all your devices, phones, computers, even Android TV, so there's no excuse for you not to be using it. You know, I actually kind of like to use it because uh, it's fun getting to watch what Netflix has to offer overseas, and well, you can do that with ExpressVPN. And yeah, I do do that through the Android TV. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Go to expressvpn.com slash material and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of material and all of FM. Now, uh, we th- this is the second of third reminders that we are in, mem- in membership drive. And that uh, if you if you buy memberships, we get more money, and maybe I can actually we can actually commission a jingle for it's Sundar Pichai's big box of pain, and imagine yeah. that in sort of a chorus, sort of harmony, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so we this is a, a New York Times article came out just today as we're recording this on Thursday that did a really good job of explaining the current status of uh, the Justice Department's. Uh, antitrust actions or antitrust investigations against Google, uh, basically making the point that, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger and more and more real and probably closer to some sort of actual action beyond uh, simply investigations. Uh, And so, of course, the link is going to be in the show notes. I recommend that you read it because it really did tie a whole bunch of things together. Um, I'm going to quote, uh, I think, the second paragraph. In the latest sign that the Justice Department is moving swiftly, staff members appear to have begun drafting a case memo to test its legal argument, three other people connected to the case said. The agency has assigned a growing number of employees to the inquiry, and it has brought in an economic expert who could testify at a trial. The details of the internal maneuvers were gathered from interviews with more than 20 people, most of whom would speak only anonymously because the deliberations were private. And uh, we, this has been uh, on the front burner f- uh, since uh, at least February in terms of uh, getting more and more hype news cycles. Last year, uh, I think the FTC and the Justice Department had like a, a a bickering session behind closed doors over who gets mm-hmm. to prosecute who gets to who gets to investigate Google and for what uh, and it was the Justice Department under Turner, Attorney General Barr who, who won that one. Uh, we already know that the focus is on Google's dominance of the ads and search businesses uh, to which you kind of have to say, all right, fair cop they they seem to have a lock on search. Uh, Facebook has <laughs> one heck of a nice ad network for themselves, but yeah, mm-hmm. Google has bought enough companies and grown them enough that they are synonymous with search as well. Uh, but as usual, the question is going to be uh, anything with this White House is, and particularly with Attorney General Barr, is it political? And New York Times has something to say about that. Uh, quoting again on Wednesday, a lawyer for the department testifying as a whistleblower told the House Judiciary Committee that the agency had pursued antitrust investigations either because of Mr. Barr's personal animus against an industry or the president's political whims. So that's, that really, 
Now, that doesn't sound like the Trump administration that I know. Come now. <laughs> uh, this, this is what we mean where we can't, if, sorry, we can't keep politics out of it because this, yeah, is, this is what's unfortunately. happening. I mean. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, it really does contaminate things because I do mm, think that's a that, good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah contaminate. Because mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Google and Facebook and Microsoft and Apple, they are way, way too big to uh, still operate under the environment that they uh, were born in in the 1990s when the absolute oh, 100%. Cor- yeah. yeah. When, when the absolute correct re- answer for Congress was, we don't even understand the potential of what these companies are developing. And this could become a huge economic driver for innovation in this country. So we are not going to regulate you people at all. Just keep build, 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 create jobs, create technology, uh, make things that uh, that if American ingenuity and innovation is a real thing, please use that thing to build cool stuff. Uh, and that was that was absolutely the right thing to do in the mid '90s. But now it's 2020, and these they're they really are like nation states in terms of power. And it is absolutely reasonable for Congress to start looking into what new rules should we put them under to make sure that they don't wind up Microsofting other companies, just as we had to take action against Microsoft years ago when they tried to put a browser inside uh, inside Microsoft Windows when browsers were still uh, becoming a brand new thing. But uh, that aside, though, it does also ask the question, what happens? What Do you think that Sundar and, and the rest of the folks at Google are thinking, if this really is politically motivated, that if this really is the Justice Department talking and not necessarily Congress in this case, what if we just sort of sit tight, be patient, be hopeful that there will be a new administration in January and that we will still be dealing with antitrust issues, but we won't be dealing with people shooting poison arrows at us, uh, that, which is a legitimate thing. Of course, they will still have to deal with Congress themselves are still investigating the uh, all tech companies. They have announced they announced a year ago or two years ago that, no, we are on like a five year plan of reviewing every single bit of the, the tech industry's operations and whether current regulations are enough at this juncture. Also, last year, the 49 state, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 50 different district, district attorneys, uh, uh, California stayed out of it, but I think uh, Puerto Rico was in, all announced mm-hmm. that we are doing a we are doing a coordinated investigation with big tech in which California we are pooling. stayed out of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're harshing our mellow man. You, uh, you want to take us off to be the sixth largest GDP in the world? How dare you? You anyway. want us to be in a conference call? You have, have you seen the peaks at Big Surf today? I mean, have you even seen the peaks at Big Surf today? Hey, I'm Californian, and it's true. That's what we're like. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. So so it's not as though uh, uh, Google's problems will go away uh, if uh, Trump fails to get real uh, re-election. And somehow yeah. the new president decides not to keep uh, uh, Mr. Barr on. Uh, as America's top cop, uh, but, there, it, but it does still say that there's a lot that's still going on. The article also uh, outlines the risks that the Justice Department is undertaking. Whether they, if they, if they go ahead with this complaint and turn it into a formal action, and they lose, which they they lost when they tried to uh, prevent AT and T from uh, uh, from merging with Warner. That that basically comes across as an explanation of a lack of power. They don't want to lose this. 
that could be really, really bad. However, if they decide to be safe and not not uh, proceed, there are going to be a lot of different organizations that are saying you're not doing your duty because these because uh, Google absolutely needs to be reexamined. Uh, and then there's, then there's always there's always the political angle where when the, after reading the article, one of the things I was thinking is that what is I don't I'm not terribly impressed that Barr is working for the interests of the American public so much as he likes his job and he wants to keep it. And if I were of that state of mind and I were in the Trump White House, I might think that I'm definitely going to keep this train safely in the station. However, I'm going to be keeping shoveling coal in the boiler so that boiler is raging red hot so that my boss sees that, oh, look at all the work that's being done. Look at all the things that I'm finding. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. That's a good, that was a really good metaphor, Andy. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I also just, you know, conversations I've had with people in my life have just been maybe a little cynical, but just thinking about the majority that's in the House right now. And just it, this is not something that's going to go away with a new administration. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds uh, over time. But for now, I guess it's just. For now, I think we should maybe send Sunar Pachai a, an edible arrangement. You know, he could really use some chocolate-covered yeah. melon slices. There's, <laughs> just kind of help. Let's, let's, let's just say that the the, the, the the lights have gone out in his living room and there are lots of Legos on that carpet that he has to walk across. It's a bad, bad situation. Uh, yeah. And as, the, the other item in the big bag of pain, big box of pain, is uh, once again, uh, Google employees uh, signing a mutually signed letter to Sundar Pichai, uh, basically explaining what their expectations of uh, Google's ethical responsibilities are and questioning whether they are being responsible by doing business with police forces. Now, uh, the letter itself, uh, broadly speaking, uh, they, it, they're complaining about two different things. One, that uh, Google is specifically boasting about all the sales that they've been making to police, uh, the, the police industry when they're promoting G Suite to basically say, if they, hey, look, we've got this, this police department that's filing all their reports and collecting all their evidence using Google Docs and Google Sheets. And certainly your company can uh, – so we're, and we're good for security and if, that, we can, if we can do this well for police forces, we can do that well. And, that, and these employees who signed this letter are saying that is absolutely not a good look for Google – um, parenthetically, they've also this is uh, TechCrunch here has a, a good look at this, uh, adding extra context that Google also supports local uh, police funds uh, and uh, stuff like that. They're again not at this time not particularly a good look, uh, particularly uh, due to uh, police uh, police organizations' racist past and present. And no, of course, when, when we say that, we're not talking about uh, all every police officer and every police force everywhere, but it is definitely a problem that needs dealing with. Um, I'm going to quote from the letter here. Uh, these are the employees writing. We're disappointed to know that Google is still selling to police forces and advertises its connection with police forces as somehow progressive and seeks more expansive sales rather than severing ties with police and joining the millions who want to defang and defung these institutions. Why help the institutions responsible for the knee on George Floyd's neck to be more effective organizationally? Not only that, but the same Clarkstown police force being advertised by Google as a success story has been sued multiple times for illegal surveillance of Black Lives Matter organizers. 
And here's a, a, a really punchy uh, paragraph. The racist legacy of police across the United States goes all the way back to its roots when police forces emerged to protect the wealth gotten from slavery and genocide. We have a long way to go to address the full legacy of racism. But to begin with, we should not be in the business of profiting from racist policing. We should not be in the business of criminalizing black existence while we chant that black lives matter. We, the undersigned Googlers, call on you to stop making our technology available to police forces. That's a very, very succinct and powerful statement. Um, I'm, I, I, I have, I don't know, I'm, uh, I, I'm of slightly of two minds of this. Uh, they're, the points they're making are very, very clear, very well made, and very, very justified. However, I'm wondering if it's an overreach in that... How do how do, it's it's one thing to say that we are going to it's, it's one thing to be Amazon and say we are creating a facial recognition system that that runs in our servers and whatever you want to do to control your people uh, in your community and identify them and single them out and prosecute them we can help you do that with the power of Amazon Web Services that's one thing it's another thing to simply have a, a suite of 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 office apps. Uh, that are run via the cloud and say that that's pretty much available to anybody and say that we are going to make sure that I, I'm, I'm say, say that we're in a, we don't want police forces to be using any of these services. Now, I'm not sure that that's exactly what they're saying. Uh, one read of this letter is that we don't, we don't necessarily want every person who tries to use sign up for, uh, for enterprise level uh, G suite to prove they're not with law enforcement. However, we don't want you to glorify this. We don't want you to take it as a point of pride that we're working with uh, police forces, particularly those who have specific con- con- uh, connections to, uh, to racist actions and racist policies. We just want, if, if you, if they come to you with money to buy a G suite, that's fine, but don't, try to paint us our uh, uh, we google employees as we are the friends of the forest we create all the tools they need uh in order to make sure that they prosecute crimes and investigate and punish unevenly this is a problem throughout silicon valley right because the yeah. you know you it's very hard to be a person who works in this industry. Um, And I'm speaking for the people in my life who I know are in this position and and like think of the same things to themselves because, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to go to work every day and realize that that, like what the, the work that you're doing is helping facilitate an evil. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you, Andy, in the sense that there is a difference between Google providing Google Doc suites, whatever, for police forces, like that's how they organize their information, versus Amazon versus Ring, which is actually yes, getting police departments to to say, hey, you can get like a discount on this thing, but like this is basically providing um, surveillance for police departments in your area to continue doing the bad evils that they yeah. have been doing, which is targeting black people and people of color. Um, those are things that like we really need to... Uh, it's just, it's a very difficult, this is a very difficult time because we're all coming to terms with what the reality of the world is. I think for so long, this is why they call it waking up, 
right? Because yeah. for so long, you're just kind of sleeping and and becoming a part of the status quo. Um, but I think right now, Silicon Valley is undergoing its own reckoning. And I really am just, I'm, I'm so pleased with the employees that are rallying together and they're all just kind of like, holding their managers and their bosses accountable and saying that like this needs to stop. There's a lot of other things that Google is doing <laughs> that uh, is very bad. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of Alphabet. Um, yeah. is some of the, some of the, the hands in projects there. So there's, there's a lot more, um, that could be tackled. I think that, um, I think this is just a good start for the employees to organize against what matters to them. But I think, yeah, this is something that all of Silicon Valley is dealing with right now. Anybody who works in Silicon Valley is going, okay, well, this is the product that I work on. How is it being used in the world at large? And how do I feel about that as a person? Um, Because the fact of the matter is these companies still do need to make money. Uh, For Google, a lot of its money comes from ad from advertising and search. And so the thing that we talked about earlier with response to, you know, um, what's happening with attorney bar, like that's going to really affect its business. I would think that this is something that they could scale back on that wouldn't affect its business so much. That would also, you know, kind of put a little, uh, put a little more, um, I don't know the metaphor I'm trying to think, but just, uh, you see all those Google doodles and you just kind of yeah. want to, you know, <laughs> you want to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's easy to honor the appropriate person on the appropriate anniversary. It's quite another thing to say, we are going to absolutely screw things up for ourselves by tearing apart a system that works, but is racist or is and or sexist uh, and try to, because we are not satisfied with a working system that does not treat everybody, or whether they're employees or users, uh, equally. That takes a lot of courage, and that takes a lot of standing up in front of shareholders and saying, don't care. If you think this is a problem, there are other places to invest your money. This is These are things that Tim Cook has said uh, about when investors have said, well, how come you're not monetizing this, and how come you took a stand against that? Uh, he's about to. It, it helps when you when your stock is as valuable as Apple's, but um, but there. But <laughs> yeah. what, what you're what you're saying is such a good point too, that I do think that's important to not step up to the plate and swing at every pitch for people mm. like for everybody you mean everybody else who's living in this world because I I did say that. I don't. I don't know if I fully agree with the idea that uh, that Apple, excuse me, that Google should uh, divest itself of all business with police departments. Again, I don't know that that was uh, something that the people who signed that letter were asking for. Is a little, um, a little uh, ambiguous. But supposing that that were the case, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would. I don't think that I would agree with that. And I should say that because if that's wrong or ill-informed or ignorant. I really need people to tell me because in my head that seems like a sensible reaction. If someone is, but I, I don't want to keep an ignorant uh, opinion in my head. And new information will either tell me that will either make me conclude that I'm wrong or help me to understand my beliefs if I happen to stick to them. So it's uh, it's important that we keep talking about this and not 
uh, I, I think that way too many of us do the really safe thing where we, we have these little Geiger counters uh, when we are looking at, we take the temperature of, I'm talking about a Geiger counter, and then talking about temperature. Clearly, I'm speaking extemporaneously, but you know what I mean. <laughs> take, there, there, too many of us take the temperature of the room, say that, okay, the correct thing to say is everybody should be wearing face masks. Everybody should be doing social distancing. It doesn't matter if stores are open. You should absolutely be not patronizing them and find some other way to support these businesses. And knowing that, okay, that's the temperature of the room. We'll all get yelled at if I disagree with that. Uh, And so a lot of us are taking the time of saying, okay, well, it's safe for me to say that I agree with all these people. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, oh, oh boy, yeah. And here's some pictures I took from my office window of hundreds of people who are not using, ooh, aren't they terrible? They're all Karens and Clarks and and Lyles, I don't know. I'm not hip on the names that we're supposed to be using. Uh, but but uh, but also to say, oh, I I absolutely disagree. I think that our freedoms are being taken away from us, and if people die, they die. But I recognize that I will be I will be be subdued if I say that publicly. So I'm going to pretend that I have no opinion uh, because you 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 shouldn't be brave. You shouldn't be proud of your ignorance. But you should always be pleased when your ignorance is pointed out to you by somebody. Uh, not that, and that person is not required to do that in a polite yeah, way. It's and unpaid it's, labor, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so uh, pay those people, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, and plus, we also there's so many other things that I mean, Google's workforce. Just look at the numbers. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot. We're going to keep covering this, though, because stuff is important. <laughs> and um, I think that was a good food for thought, Andy. I, I feel like we should maybe take a break, though. That was a lot. <laughs> I could I could use some hydration. Also, after after this ad, we have nothing but happy news coming. Yeah. I, think. It, I mean, <laughs> we got. Yeah, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers can click that buy now button or access your content? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site. And more importantly, when it's not, you need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. Pingdom helps keep your sites and the sites you love online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Well, there were some uh, pretty nice developments in Google tools, products, etc. cetera. Uh, the biggest one this week is uh, Google released a really completely redesigned photos app i think they wanted to have something to show off while uh, apple was showing off i was gonna the say new, the new photos <laughs> app and the new maps app the don't new everything forget app. us don't forget us we're over <laughs> yeah. here 
We're still working on these things. We we have a we have a app as well, and it's darn good. We think um, it's pretty good. It really does show a uh, a. It, it isn't just oh, let's fine tune some user interface based on user feedback. It really is. Well, we've had Google Photos for five years now. We have a better understanding after observing how people are using this, so we can take the we can shift fine tune the focus a little bit. Still, no um, fence removal feature. I just want to uh, put yes, that yes, out yes. there. Okay, no, so abs- new new icon. Some 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 SIGGRAPH is is happening soon. Somebody is going to just to really just stick it to Google saying hi. I'm an undergrad <laughs> computer science major with specializing in graphics, and I wrote an app that does nothing but remove a fence from a photo because Google. <laughs> I have no budget. I'm 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 tossing pizzas and delivering them this summer as my summer job, and I got this stuff done before you did. How do you feel about yourself? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. I'm going to two things. Uh, you will see it's rolling out as as all uh, Google app updates do. You'll get it when you get it sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I was now the first impression it made was not necessarily a positive one, but not necessarily for meaningful reasons. The uh, the new uh, the new Google Photos icon. Uh, for the app, it's still a pinwheel, but now the the blades of the pinwheel, instead of being trapezoids, are now four orange slices, like you know things. And I don't, maybe I just don't like change, but I I didn't really like that. But let's get into the actual thing now. Uh, we go, go to the Google blog post. I think they've got a lot of English lit majors that that are now <laughs> working at Google because. It, when they described the motivation behind these changes to Google Photos. It really was like something that Blanche Dubois might have had, had to say in a Tennessee Williams page. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quoting here. Over the past few years, we've also seen that people use Google Photos when they feel nostalgic and want to reminisce. <laughs> Google Photos has become more than just an app to manage your photos. It's become the home <laughs> for your life's memories. And that's why today we're launching a redesign at Google Photos focused on your memories to help you find and, and relive your most treasured moments. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, so now they're, they're, the the focus of it is like not on oh here's a camera here's a here's a here's like a film strip of things you've taken and a whole bunch of buttons. It really is centered on we're going to use our intelligent our, our fake intelligence to like sort them into memories, and that's now like the front and center experience. And yes, the the thumbnails are bigger. Mm. There there's less uh, better use of white space. Uh, and there's uh, little things like that. I'm trying. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get. By the way, like I logging in my. My app is all updated, but I don't see anything special. You know, there. I just I, see I, a new icon in the app drawer. Yeah. What, well, the biggest thing you're supposed to see is that uh, the old version had four tabs at the bottom: bottom uh, photos, albums for you, right? And sharing. Now it's just photos, search, and library. And yeah, I don't. Li- hmm. Yeah. So, Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. They've, so that, that that should be the first giveaway. Uh, also, 
Uh, they've uh, made other changes to the UI. Uh, you're used to seeing at the upper left-hand corner the, one of this one of the hamburger menus that used to be all the rage mm-hmm. uh, back in the Obama administration. Uh, now it's no longer the hip style, uh, and now that's where you see a what's called a what they're calling it. Now they're calling it a conversation. Uh, a button for conversation. So now that's just where you go when you're looking for shared content. So once again, uh, unders- <laughs> underscoring. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> tra- I have always depended on the Y'all need to just figure out strangers. your messaging strategy and stop trying to just like yeah. shove it into whatever the back of some app. Okay, this is. <laughs> this- what, we're, what we're saying what? to Google is just shove it in general. No. <laughs> I'm not saying Andy said that, okay, but sorry. Um, no, People, what is happening? Conversations? Yeah. Come on. Although I guess it's supposed to like vibe with what's going on in Android 11. Uh, give give me a second. Give me a week with this, okay? Let me get this update and let me see how I feel about this because the whole conversations thing, uh, there's some UI changes that are coming that I have not been privy to. So I feel like <laughs> Google's pulling a fast one on us. Yeah. Just... Anyway, uh, they, they, God, they we have added, so much more yeah. <laughs> news to get through, actually. Uh, they, they've added a couple of features that one is uh, uh, stolen from uh, from Apple Photos. Now you finally have a maps view. So mm-hmm. if you want to scroll around and see, oh, well, there's Yosemite. And oh, look, and there's the place where we got Potomac. You remember when we went poisoning. to Barcelona? And you have to you have to really just like just spit into the microphone when you say it because you want everybody to know that you know the difference between Latin American Spanish and Spanish Spanish. See, my my problem is that like I learned the correct pronunciation from watching Faulty Towers and Manuel the the the, the British actor who was playing the Barcelonan waiter, and so I always assumed that that was like sort of racist. Oh, they don't say Barcelona; they say Barcelona in a more, in a more realistic accent. It's like, oh no, actually, that is actually how they say it. Okay. Yeah, I was literally wrong. the first day of Spanish class. She taught us that. Um, anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, so anyway. that's uh, the, uh, the other the other good thing that they they added, particularly now that they put memories f- front and center. Uh, not only have they added more kinds of memories, uh, they've also said, by the way, if there are certain memories you would rather not revisit, you can hide them. You can if also... there are ex-boyfriends and ex-friends yeah, exactly. that you would like to scrub from your life, but you still want that photo back there just for that one time that you maybe had a little too much whiskey to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not be speaking from experience, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. the times where I'm going to want to look at those photos of that vacation she and I took together, but not for the next this 11 This literally to happened months. to me. Yeah. Two days ago, by the way, because I was trying to look for a picture of myself in high school, like how I used to be dressed because we were talking about the shoes we used to wear back in the day. And I came across I didn't realize that I had uploaded all these pictures of my ex-boyfriend, my <laughs> high school boyfriend. So I like typed in 2002 for the year and it was all just like these pictures of him. And I'm like, I was not mentally prepared to like have <laughs> this bombardment of memories just kind of like flooding toward me. Uh, so thank you, Google. That's actually a really good yeah. feature I mean, that they came up with. Uh, that is, it's one of those simple things that you really have to listen to users or use your app uh, religiously yourself. Because there, there have been times where, uh, like, I just, oh, where, where is that? I, when I, when I uh, took that trip to China, like, I wanted, where's that really good picture, uh, like, in front of, uh, uh, at Chenyman Square? And this was also the time where, like, my dad was in a nursing home. And it's like, oh. 
that's right. Here's a picture of the parking space. So I want to remember where I was when I drove Ugh, frantically. Yeah. When yeah. I caught to come in an emergency. And it's like, oh, God. Because uh, you need you need time for less stuff like that. So uh, it's a looks like a muscular change. Uh, both Flo and I are looking forward to trying it sometime. We don't. A muscular we change is a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. One quickie thing that uh, about uh, Chrome OS, uh, Google is now partnering with Parallels. Parallels has a whole uh, range of uh, virtualization uh, remote access apps. Uh, so they have a partnership with uh, with uh, Parallels to bring virtualized versions of full uh, Microsoft Office apps to uh, uh, to uh, Chrome OS enterprise users starting this fall. So you don't have to use the web version of it. You don't have to use the mobile version <laughs> of it. Good luck trying to use the mobile version of any Android app on a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. If you figure it out, let me know. I'll mm-hmm. give you a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's all we got. Don't ask for more. <laughs> because I've spent them all on therapy after trying and failing to get any productivity app working very, very well as an Android uh, app on Chromebook. But the idea is that you'll be able to actually run a virtual uh, – there will be a local virtual uh, uh, virtualization app mm-hmm. on uh, on Chrome OS that will allow you to run ac- a, an actual copy of Microsoft Office that's running on a virtual running virtualized off of another server somewhere. Now the bummer is that of course the the it's hmm. you, it, this will only be available to people who use using Chrome OS uh, uh, as enterprise users. So it's not as though yeah. like we as writers who really do want like a super powerful word processor independent freelance writers with no organization to speak of. Yeah. <laughs> Both. Um <laughs> So that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. We we can still like run uh, like VNC apps in Linux if we really wanted to do that, but uh, that's a bummer. But it, but it is nice to see that uh, Google Google the relationship between Google and Chrome OS is the exact opposite as the one between Google and Watch OS. Uh, this is the, 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 the Watch OS is the twin that they keep in the basement chained. <laughs> because uh, because someone he had they had like a weird birthmark and they thought. And it's and it's eighteen like seventy three, and they think he's the devil's child, and the the golden child is Chrome OS. It's like, why don't you love all of your products equally? Oy. Um, but, uh, so- I do have to say, I do want to just make a quick comment though. It's just very interesting to note the reliance on virtualization for Chrome OS. We don't have to talk about that now, but this is something that's turning the gears in my head. Oh. Yeah, it's. We'll talk about that later. Good. Um, it, it, but it, the other reaction that I had, though, is that I'm still sometimes confused about the difference between if, you, if you've got a staff of people that need to run the full version of Microsoft Office and you're outfitting them with, like, good six or $700, like, i5-based Chromebooks. Buy why them a just, real computer. Yeah. And, I mean, at, I know that it, administrating a Chromebook is way easier than administrating Windows, particularly when <laughs> you can just say zap. I've just re- I've just changed. I've just re- I've just rewound, uh, turned back time, and turned your computer back into what it should have been before you started messing with it. But that's always a question in my mind that when they when the when the slick haired salesman uh, and saleswomen at Chrome are saying, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine your sales force. Strewn out into multiple. Okay, and there's why do they? How do they deal with the one who listens to it patiently and then as it clears their throat and says, "Yeah, but why don't I just keep buying Windows machines for that?" People know how to use Windows. They 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 can they've been using Windows machines so for so long that 
they can no longer feel the f- sort of pain that windows can deal out. Those those nerve endings are now deadened. They've been they've been they've been yep. sanded down by windows for so long. So, but I'm but I'm glad to see this kind of move, and I hope this means that someday we'll get the same sort of thing. Like I could, would, it would be wonderful to have partnerships where, uh, imagine Google Stadia only except uh, instead of uh, for games, it's for like real desktop apps. Because when, as I, I still like Studio my Studio for enterprise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You can still run the later, the, the, the last of us part two. Uh, oh, there's just a way to sneak gaming onto your, your work laptop. But yeah, the, what I'm what I've been finding with uh, with my Chromebook is that the regular just Chrome attitude will work for eighty five to ninety percent of what I want to do. But it would be great to have this one app that I don't have that yeah. I can only get on the desktop. And for that sort of thing, if I could pay five bucks a month to have Microsoft Office or ha- have that real powerful word processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a very interesting thing to me. And a lot easier than running LibreOffice through Linux. I'll tell yeah. you that much, folks, because, uh, oof. Anyway, we will talk about that soon, I think, because we're Andy and I have been thinking about doing a whole episode just on Chrome OS. Um, yeah. Let us know, by the way. You can still tweet at us on Twitter, at Material Podcast. Um, man, we've had so much news this week. <laughs> I think Google is trying really hard not to get buried underneath the WWDC announcements. Yeah, sorry, it's a, Google. There, 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 there are a lot of <laughs> cool stuff. Um, very quick, we talked about the Pixel feature drop a few weeks ago. It looks we like did. it finally, yes. finally dropped, dropped uh, in the form of. I was surprised. I had actually go. I actually had to go back and make sure that we really had talked about it because I was like, well, if if they announced it like last three weeks ago, why, why are we only seeing like the official Google like demonstration videos dropping like this week? And maybe I don't know. Maybe it was WWDC. But all those features that we talked <laughs> about finally here. If you have a Pixel, some of them are Pixel th- two, three, four only. Uh, the new safety app will work on all pixels, including my five-year-old ancient one. Uh, so great. have a look at that. Uh, one last cool, th- one last cool thing. Uh, Google is now fact-checking images when you do mm-hmm. a Google image search, uh, and they've been doing this kind of on the Schneid uh, in in regular uh, Google search. But now, uh, if you if your image search t- turns up a photo that Google knows has been doctored or has been used to like promote uh disinformation uh then there will be an info box next to it just like any other piece of disinformation that you've done a search for uh and the way it does that is it's not like slick ai all they're doing is that they are uh, they every time a certain specific image keeps appearing on uh, news articles and uh, web postings about debunking the, the real truth behind this image the the AI sort of flags that says okay and examines the content around it saying okay it turns out that lots and lots of people are pointing out that no a shark did not dive out of the water under the Golden Gate Bridge and try to eat a windsurfer or at least if it did it wasn't this shark and this windsurfer oh boy this is going to be interest this is going to be an interesting election year here in America it's just going to get better and better. <laughs> the sky's yeah. the limit. A rocket ship mm. to wonderful land. Mm. Um, speaking of wonderful, I feel like we should take a break. Yes. One more ad. One and more then, break. And then our after dinner mint. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. 
They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and their next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. So get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show. You'll get access to native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and industry-leading processors. Linode plans starting as low as $5 and one-click installs of the most popular apps, including WordPress, LampStack, and game service for Minecraft. And there's more where that comes from. So go to Linode.com slash material and use promo code material2020 when creating a new Linode account. You'll get a $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode is hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to Linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's Linode.com slash material and the promo code material2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Now, we always try to end on a, on a happy and positive note, and so our after-dinner mint this week is actually the Keen app that uh, Google, uh, Google's Area 120, this is their, their skunk works like uh-huh. <laughs> uh, testing ground for interesting ideas, so it's not really an app yet. Uh, a lot of people have been describing it as sort of their, uh, a rival to Pinterest, mm-hmm. I think possibly because they looked at it really quickly and it quickly sort of reminded them of that and it was hot and they wanted to, you know, get out of the house and get into air conditioning. So they wrote something quick about it. It's actually kind of interesting. Uh, I've been playing with it for the past week and unfortunately it's, it's, uh, it is an experiment. It does useful things. Uh, Google describes it on the on the official Google Tech blog as quote a home for long term interests, mm. and when you start using it, it's you start to figure out what it's about. Like if you have an ongoing interest in a, in a certain subject, yes, you often probably do a Google search for it, and maybe there are certain terms that are kind of like deep deep dive for that. And maybe you have like a folder of bookmarks for it. And certainly over time, Google search is going to figure out that oh if I'm, if he's doing a search for uh this about uh, Paris in 1895 he's not looking for he's he's interested in art and he's interested in uh, uh in uh prudes in art and uh changing tastes he's not necessarily interested in bicycle races or stuff like that um keen is interesting in that it's sort of like uh, that sort of automated stuff but imagine that you have the ability to manage it so uh for all of your specific interests like again i i actually do have an interest in like art of the find sickle i'm mm. not i know i'm not mispronouncing it I've, I've read about it i have not actually heard people talk about it but basically the end of the 19th century uh, a very interesting time in art and also i'm sort of doing research on some people who were artists and models at that time. And so it's not just, oh, hi, Google, I'm really interested in art in Paris in the 1890s. And maybe you would start off with that, but you can also add things like, oh, uh, Frederick McMoney's. He was like a sculptor that I've ministered in. And then you add things like, oh, well, the, uh, the, the four arts ball that all the art students used to do like every single year. It was this crazy costume ball. And here's this model that uh, worked uh, during that. And here, oh, here's this woman Sarah, called Sarah Brown, who was kind of a model, but she was kind of firebrand. And she was the, as you keep adding terms to it, it's not as though you're creating a really complex search term. You are 
again, if my knowledge after a week of using this and reading a blog post is, is turns out to be accurate, it's more like you are saying, yes, Google, please find stuff for me, but I'm going to continue to seed you with specific details so that you get a better understanding of what I'm looking for. And so when I gave it, I was impressed out of the gate because the first three terms I gave it were just off the top of my head. It was, okay, Finn DeSeckle had a Google, had a, had a search for the correct spelling of that, okay, uh, the four arts ball, and I had to Google to remind myself what the, how that's spelled in French, and okay, Frederick McMoney's, and it gave me, and it, I have now a page of that interest, and it has like stuff that it's found for me about that, and a lot of it is not relevant because it's, a, it's an early start that I've, I've added to this, but some of it is... I've seen that before, but you know what? A human It would take a human being to understand that that is completely relevant, even though you probably wouldn't turn that up with that kind of search. And it, it's worth my continuing with because it is interesting. The more details you add, like the idea isn't sort of like, oh, I'm going to spend a session with Keen today. It's more like now I'm reading a book about like American artists. Uh, so, oh, well, they, they all, a lot of them wind up in Giverny. Uh, so, I'll, okay, so I'll add that term to the thing. Or, oh, here's an article that I found that's really, really useful, and I want to remember it. So if I want to refer back to it, I can add that URL to, like, this category. And it it's interesting enough for me to keep using it. And I know that at this point of being a Google user for so many years, anything they were going to learn about me that they could use against me or to profit by me, they already have. So I don't think I'm <laughs> giving them a whole lot. Um, I just, I do want to note, by the way, that like Pinterest itself is a search engine, which a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Um, I know probably a large number of folks listening in to our podcast probably know this, but I actually wasn't really aware, like the, the fact that it uses search, it does search very similarly to the way the Google search engine works. Um, I started a page for mechanical keyboards a long-term interest of mine as we know and very interesting it's very specific when you're very specific with the search terms it will bring up very specific links but i just want to note how funny it is that one of the links that it brought up was a pinterest page of (laughs) mechanical keyboards so i suppose it's getting very meta here uh i'm very oh one of my One of my, uh, why is it? Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't, I didn't understand the fact that I actually have a profile on here. So you can link people to your profile and they can see what the long-term interests are that you're into, which is very interesting. That, that's something um, I wish that they would clarify as I was never, it's mm-hmm. the, the user interface is not very sophisticated at this point. Mm-hmm. And I had to be, wait a minute, am I about to published to the entire community of keen users all 400 of them or however many that i'm interested in these topics and invite them please take a look at all my search terms when i mean there's there's nothing there's nothing uh, embarrassing about what i'm searching for but i don't necessarily want everybody mm-hmm. to know that but particularly if i'm if i'm just investigating something and i'm just trying to learn about it and like no this is not a please don't find the please don't find this really really obscure uh 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 this this obscure uh, 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 journal uh, where there was a paper published that had like all the information that I needed because I had a I had to work like hell to find that and I don't want people to I don't but I don't know if I don't know if you're like me in this regard Flo but sometimes it's like I, I'm uh, if I'm doing like a long term research project 
And this research project has been going on for many years because it's really entertaining and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to me. And I know that all the, the reason why I haven't like been like blogging about it or tweeting about it is because the last thing I want is for like someone at some like culture blog at BuzzFeed to say, oh, man, it's 4.10 p.m. and I still need three more articles to meet my quota. Ooh, this person just talked about like this this circus of women and great. I'll blog about that. Like, oh, he also mostly like, do you realize that that's like 10 years of my having to work to find? And I had to read through like three years worth of like weekly Parisian newspapers to find that image. And now like, oh, great. Now I can go home early. Like, yeah, now if I do publish about this or write about this, people think, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. I found that Buzzfeed article on Google search too. Lame. <sighs> I think the only thing this is really going to be handy for is, is wasting time <laughs> when, when I'm just trying to waste time and not work. You mean you mean, you mean procrastinating? You mean as as a distraction from the horrors of the worlds outside my window? I was going to say a distraction more from work, but yes, oh, true. that's a different kind. Because <laughs> outside world. my window is the backyard, which <laughs> is very dry right now because it's California in the summertime. Uh, this also just reminds me of a visual version of the Google search email digest. You know, when mm. you search for a term. So I've had the same like Romanian news search term set up since like 2008 that Mm -hmm. I get in my inbox. And this is what this reminds me of. It's like uh, just I don't know. Let's see. I could probably search for Romania and it would do. Lord knows what's going to what's going to come up in that. So um, this will be interesting, Andy. Uh, Now I have a new thing to waste time with. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to figure keep, out how to use this, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting enough that I want to keep figuring out how to use it, like you said. My my fear, though, is that like in six months' time, like, wow, you know, I, I am now learning so much stuff about... Romanian uh, deadlift. For, but then, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the webpage or watch, like, the Android app say, thanks for giving it a try. The experiment is concluded. We've taken away all your data. Bye! And, pu- and put it for something Wait, else. What? Yeah, and some of these are just like really it's like use the Wikipedia page for Bucharest. It's just like I I don't need the Wikipedia page. I want you to like I want you to like find me people who are interesting. You know, I, mm, all right. Well, we'll have that's, more see, to say on this, I think. That, that's it's probably not you, but for, for for me, this is this is when like this is also why I don't even just like complain about problems that I'm ha- that I'm having like with technology on Twitter because I in some ways, I certainly have like a very defensive ego, and so if I said that, oh, man, I don't know why I can't uh, I, my I, my watch later playlist is stop working. I keep adding things, but they don't show up. And then like someone will, people being incredibly helpful will say, oh well, did you know that there's like a five thousand item limit? Like, yes, <laughs> I know that. Like, well, are, are you are you adding it to the watch later playlist or a regular playlist? Look, I know how watch later playlists work. No, I think that you think I'm an idiot for not knowing this one. But but uh, that that's like the bad part of my brain, whereas the normal part of my brain says, thank you for being very, very helpful. Yes, I, I did try that. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Oh, well. I, I just would like to also add that uh, the Keen Android app, in, in parentheses, it says experimental <laughs> web app wrapper. Yeah. And then it says, note, this is an experimental web app to make it easier to use staking.com on your phone. Not a native Android app yet, exclamation point. And the reviews are 2.8 out of 5. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Um, this will be this will be interesting. I don't, let's not, I mean, 
feel dunk on it, whatever you want to do. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm very, uh, very curious to see what um, will be the fruits of this labor. Yes. Well, speaking of fruits of our labor, did we mention only twice before that it's it's uh, it's membership drive period here at the mighty relay FM network? Uh, yes, if you go to relay.fm slash material, you can find out how to uh, toss some extra bucks our way, which we are always super, super grateful for. It will get you get you access to bonus episodes. Uh, Flo and I are talking about what special bonus stuff we want to create. Uh, this time for uh, for our uh, our show members, you'll also get access to all the special special membership material being created by all the different Relay.fm hosts. So uh, you're you're opening a folder to a big <laughs> to, to a really wonderful uh, pile of well, if not everybody's going to get to see this, then I will do this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so it's a lot of fun. Once again, go to Relay.fm slash material flow. What to what do we want to uh, Point people's attention towards the and the uh, amazing flow flowy verse for this. Week. I, I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. It's just nothing has published yet. So just keep listening to my podcast. So thank you for your support. <laughs> FlorenceIron.com, FlowRights.Tech. You know, I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes right now. Um, in addition to trying to coach my daughter on crawling. <laughs> so if she, can, if she can crawl, she's one step closer to like collating reports and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just, I really just want to get her to the point where she can push a broom around. That would really help. That would really help. <laughs> what, what if, what if you, what if you got a Roomba and like glued like a child seat to it and then little by little started like, like taking the motors out of the Roomba so that she, now she's like sort of kicking it along with her That feet? is an amazing idea. I actually have a Neato, uh robot vac, which I, I like because uh, it's D-shaped. Um, just... <laughs> as an aside uh but that i mean that is what people do with the in- innards that's what robot vacuums are they're just robots <laughs> disguised as vacuums they're just they're robots that needed jobs and so they're doing the day job you know and then at night they they go to the arena and fight each other i don't know i'm going oh no, no it's this. a anyway. you know it's 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 very very smart i've i have a, i have some friends like that who are musicians that have the most boring office jobs you can imagine and the reason exactly. why they sought those out is that that way i i haven't used any of my creativity or my brain power i'm just doing like eight hours of paid meditation and then when i get home i have dinner and then i do my real work for three or four hours mm-hmm, so maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe your 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 versus your us who is, just you're, you're, decided you're, to pursue what we love to do for a living and then just forever be turmoiled by uh, it oh my god suckers Oh boy, <laughs> Andy, what are you being term- turmoiled by this week? <laughs> uh, uh, I talked uh, on uh, WGBH Boston Public Radio today about lots of holiday flavorites uh, about WWDC and other things. If you go to wgbhnews.org, by the time you get this podcast, you'll be able to uh, stream that episode uh, live. Uh, and as usual, go to uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, stuff like that. Just spell my last name, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom, K-O, to get access to all of that stuff. Uh, I promise that uh, I'm going to the beach. I will po- I will have photos Better. for flow. I will, I will post one photo at least of me, at least up to my knees in water. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, that, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's show. Hope you listen to us again next week. And until then, have a super awesome seven days. Bye.